Good morning. Um, this is Jody Dodson, and I have with us on the podcast Mrs. Maria Bryan. Um, first, I'd like to start by just asking you a little about your background. Um, can yes. you tell us about your background? Okay, it's a very funny one <laughs> in the fact that um, um, my education began in the West Indies, <laughs> University of the West Indies in Jamaica, where I did a, a bachelor's degree in chemistry and zoology. Mm. which is basically the zoology is, is like biology, um, you know, it's biology basically. And I worked in a crime lab in Jamaica as a forensic biologist. Mm. Um, I was promoted to um, acting for director of forensic biology. And um, in 1985, I decided to come to this country to, um, I, my plan at the time was to work on a master's in forensic biology up in, I went to um, Northeastern University up in Boston. But I met some hard times, financially and otherwise, and I decided to come back to New York where I had family. When I came back to New York, I always had a passion for nutrition from when I was a little girl, like collect menus and, you know, always had this passion for nutrition. But when I went to the UWI at that time, they didn't have a program in nutrition, so I did just chemistry and zoology. So when I came to New York, I decided to get a degree in um, nutrition. It took me a year and a half, and I got my second bachelor's in nutrition. And I got a job at the Mount Vernon Hospital in New York. And um, I worked there um, as a clinical dietitian. And at the time, the, the, pl- the plan to get your master's was to um, do an internship, to um, work, do your master's, and then you do certain experience, outdoor experience, education, and various areas. And then you write the RD exam. So I worked at that hospital, and I that might be paid for me while I got my master's degree, as long as my grades were good if they paid then, you know. So I got my master's over there. And after 11 years there, I went to the city of New York, where I went in as a level one dietitian and got a promotion until I reached assistant director of nutrition, promoted to another city hospital, Metropolitan Hospital, mm-hmm. where I worked as, I was placed there as assistant director, then I got promoted to associate director of nutrition. Then um, I decided to go back to Harlem Hospital where I started, which is still a city hospital, um, because the director there was leaving, and you know, so I, I was promoted back to Harlem as director of nutrition. And when the food service company was coming in, Celeste was the one that came in there. Um, I was a civil servant. I had done the civil service exam, so I was a civil servant. I decided to revert to my civil service status because I considered benefits were better. And I went, was, um, I went down to level four dietitian, and mm-hmm. work as a level four dietitian there for 18 and a quarter years. I lived there in 20, um, 20, what is it, 2016, May 2016, I retired from there. And I continued to do some consulting. While working there, I would do consulting in, um, with a population for the mentally retarded. Mm-hmm. I, did, uh, I did consulting with um, St. Mary's Home Care, Home Care, do Home Care uh, Consulting. And those were some of the things I did. Oh, wow. That is exciting. Um, so much Yes, experience. I wasn't bored. I was never bored. <laughs> <laughs> and have you had the opportunity to create any programs, any nutrition education programs during your career? Actually, I've worked in, um, I've worked in um, outpatient clinics while I, was, uh, while I worked as a dietitian at, at Harlem Hospital. Mm. But the, the truth of the fact is that... Um, it, it, things are usually basically set where you know you have clients come in and you educate them and you know there's a set program in, the, in your office you educate them and then you let them come in with diabetes you educate them on diabetes and you provide them the adequate pamphlets and that was it 
But while working on my master's at Mount Vernon Hospital, I did create a plan for um, teaching um, children at the, the K and pre-K level that, that comes to the WIC program. Oh, wow. That sounds exciting. Yes. Can yes. you tell yes. us a little more about that? Okay. Um, my, 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 basically, my teaching plan was to educate pre-K and, and K children about the importance of specific foods in their diet, such as milk, carrot, and spinach. Mm. Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. Yes. And my goal was to um, provide knowledge of the function of milk, carrot, and spinach in the diet by the end of the, uh, the, the, the lesson session. That was my goal. Oh, okay. That sounds okay. exciting. Mm-hmm. And the time frame for this um, this teaching was supposed to be about 30, 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the material I use, of course, I use they were crayons, pencils, paper, food models, a poster board with pictures on it, um, drawing paper, um, uh, you know, drawing paper. And what I did, I had a poster, basically. And on this poster, it, I had three columns. The first column, I would have the um, the uh, uh, the a picture of milk. I would have I would have milk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I, I'd have I, I, I had magazine cut out, picture of milk, and I I put in very simple language. I would have a, a third a second column that said good for, and and in the third column I said teeth. Oh, okay. Yes, and then for the, for the carrot, I would have in the first column I'd have carrot, a picture of the carrot. And I would say, uh, the second column, I'd say, good for eyes. Because the lady, dealing with children who are very young, they have to use very simple language. So yes. I said, good for, and then a picture of the eyes in the third column. Okay. Then in column three, I would have a um, picture of spinach, you know. And then the second column, I said, good for blood. And I would have a picture of blood with, you know, some kind of veins with blood cells, etc. Mm. Uh, yes. Okay. okay. And the, the project basically involved... Um, uh, so that the method of teaching was um, showing them this poster, and I pointed them and said, "This is milk. It's good for what?" And they showed teeth. This is the picture. You know, they pointed it, and then I would answer, "Okay." Like I would say, "Jody, could you show me what milk is good for?" And she said, "Milk, good mm. for teeth." Okay. Oh, you nice. Yes. You see, and it's very basic, and then um. I let the children, um, you know, verbalize. I said, I show them on the, the poster and they would verbalize. And as I said, the language I use is a very simple language. Mm-hmm. At the end of the teaching session, the end of the teaching session, I would give them a, a pictorial sheet for them to color. Mm-hmm. A picture showing, you know, the, the carrots and the, um, the spinach and the uh, milk. Yeah. And that's basically that's it. Oh, that's interesting. So, and as, I, uh, as I said, there's a, to start, I have my, my organization, a teaching plan, then the engagement, which involves my goal, and the time frame, and my material, and then the period of um, the work, which is actually done, how we, um, what was actually done during the, the teaching period, you know, how we got the stuff done, and then reflection or verbalizing understanding. Okay, so yes. so was this program offered, um, was it offered just once or was it offered in doses? Was it multiple sessions? Well, it, it, it notice that 30 to 35 minute sessions, they cannot, because these are young children, they can't keep them too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like 
um, a program that an organization would want to pick up and implement um, because yes. it's it's really uh, useful and just a great way to engage a younger audience. That is true, but you know the reality of the ICC, um, Jody, is that very often. Um, there are time constraints in these facilities, a lot of time constraints, mm-hmm. you know, and then visiting up, you know, so they, sometimes things that sh- sh- can be done, you know, they don't really push to it because they have other things that they have to focus on, yeah. you know, so that, that's my opinion of, of the situation, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's reality of how I saw it, you know? Yes. Time constraints. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. So being in the uh, nutrition industry, um, yes. me as um, an up-and-coming nutrition educator, my yes. goal is to get into the community to create yes. programs that can yes. be implemented um, and taught um, throughout yes. a school year or yes. through a summer program. Uh, yes. What types of programs do you feel are needed in the community? Well, you know, let me, um, uh, Judy, as I said, I've done consulting with St. Mary's Healthcare in New York. Yes. Where, which, that basically focus on children. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. Even when I worked in the hospital, you said the eating of vegetables yeah. is one of the biggest problems in this culture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The eating of children will not eat those vegetables. Mm. If, if you have... Um, six kids in this room, five will tell you that they don't like vegetables. Mm. Wow. You understand? Yeah. yeah the, the, the eating of vegetables, I found, was one of the biggest, biggest. So one of the things I did, especially when I did the home care, is encouraging mothers to find ways of incorporating vegetables into the diet. I did it even with my own, own son, because when he was younger, the vegetable wasn't his favorite thing. And what I do, I make like soups. As I say, I'm a Caribbean person. Mm-hmm. So we make this pumpkin soup. So mm-hmm. I get the pumpkin, put put the pumpkin in there, then I put bits of chicken and other things. So that way, you'd end up getting the pumpkin without realizing you'd be actually eating the pumpkin. I'd put in carrots, I'd put in uh, what we call chocha back in the islands, and carrots and the pumpkin in the soup. And that way. So I encourage your mothers to make dishes that incorporate the vegetables mm. to, to get them to appreciate the vegetables, mm. you know, and start the vegetables as early as possible because that was biggest, one of the biggest things. And you, you and I know, Jody, that with all vegetables in the diet, that's a lot of nutrients you're not getting there. Yes. All the vitamins and, and minerals that you your body supposed to get it. Yes. The meat and, 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 and the um, carbs are not giving you what it's getting from those vegetables. Yeah. And it was one of my biggest concerns that these so many kids were not eating vegetables. Yeah. So for my, um, so for my last class, the class yes. um, that I recently completed, um, Nutrition yes. Methods 1, um, I had to create a nutrition education lesson plan. And mine yes. was similar to yours. My focus yes. was on getting um, preschoolers to, yes. encouraging preschoolers to um, eat more fruits and vegetables. And, Amazing. Yeah, yes. and it was it was really nice. Um, I yes. enjoyed sitting with them and teaching them. And the behavior change goal was to yes. um, get them to eat at least five fruits and uh, no, not five. Eat at least two new fruits and vegetables daily. And okay. um, so okay. for this class, I'm creating a nutrition education program, just yes. building on that. And okay. um, I think it's a good idea to involve the parents. 
Um, what would you say about that? dietitian do you think there's enough programs out there um, in the inner city communities um, where you know parents can stop in and and take a class on uh, nutrition do you think that some of the um, hospitals need to create and implement more of these programs you know Part of the problem, I think, is that, well, you know, I think the SNAP, which is their um, food stamp program, they do some medication. Yes. And I, I, I have a, one of my professional colleagues who she worked also with the city of New York. Um, she worked, she was at Jacobian in um, Bronx, um, another one in the Bronx, Bronx, uh, Bronx Hospital. And she basically, she did a lot of outreach on, as a part of her counseling thing, she would counsel in the hospital in, the, um, in her clinic, yes. and then she would take a lot of it to the streets. Should take sometimes you take the clients to the street to the arm um, where the vendors are selling. Her name is Gloria Ben. She was ADA awarded her many awards and many mm -hmm. occasions. And um, the question that I want to end with is what advice do you have for a student in this field? In the you know what? field, mm -hmm. whatever, do your best. Go if you're passionate about your, your profession. Give it your all. Do your best, and you know, so that it gives you satisfaction to know that you're making a difference. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, so do it and show integrity in your work. You know, um, you know, put your best foot forward and show integrity in your work. Mm -hmm. that, that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. You know, so that when when you look back, when you look back, and it says this was a fine job, well, this was a job well done. Yes. Yes. You know. Yes, I I would agree. Well, Mrs. Bryan, I'd like to thank you so much for. I thank um, you too, Judy. Thank <laughs> you, and um, this was this was amazing, yes. and I'd love to um, speak with you again in the future. That's no problem. I enjoyed my interview with Mrs. Maria Bryan. In fact, some key takeaways from our conversation um, for creating my nutrition education program were the importance of including parent involvement, in particular by reinforcing the health and nutrition topics that are covered in the program, as well as considering the needs of the community.